This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Welcome to the When to Jump podcast. My name is Mike Lewis. This week on the show, we're going to hear from Stever Robbins, also known as the Get It Done Guy. Stever is really a jack of all trades, but he focuses on productivity. And we're going to spend this episode talking about what he does to stay productive, how he thinks about his own jumps, as well as the types of jumps you can be making, and really what do you do to get closer to making them when you've got an idea. And he's got a lot of different hacks and tips. He runs an amazing podcast himself. Uh, He is the get it done guy, and he is going to join us right now to talk about when to jump and how you can make it possible and more possible by the different tips, tricks, and hacks in productivity. Enjoy. Steve, welcome to the When to Jump podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You've made a lot of different jumps. Can you tell us a bit about your own story? Uh, which one? Um, yeah, I will tell you. It's funny because from the outside, it sounds like I have awesome, awesome jumps. From the inside, it feels like, oh my gosh, how do I keep getting like so weirdly jostled from side to side? I would say probably the Get It Done guy is an example of a really good one. I... Started it in 2007. I had been working, and still do for that matter occasionally, uh, as an executive coach, and was spending an awful lot of my time talking about business and entrepreneurship and strategic this and stock options that and equity distribution and negotiations and strategy, competitive strategy, internal strategy, all this stuff. And I really wanted a creative outlet. Then podcasting started to appear on the scene, and I thought, you know, I'm a pretty good public speaker. Why don't I try creating a podcast? So I created a few episodes of a podcast, which is actually, I think it's still up there, called Business Explained, where I started to do a little bit of podcasting. And then as I was listening to other podcasts, I discovered a a show called Grammar Girl, where this woman, Mignon Fogarty, manages to make grammar fun. And it had characters. It had Squiggly, the snail, and the aardvark, and they would have adventures. And their adventures would somehow always end up with them being able to understand the difference between there, T-H-E-A-R, T-H-E-I-R, and there, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, or whatever the grammar point of the day was. And I thought it was really, really cool that she managed to make such what would normally be dry material just fun and interesting and engaging. And I thought, if she can do that with grammar, I can do that with business. Because if you look around, there's almost nothing out there that is – actually, there's a lot more now than there was then. But but most of the time when people talk about things like business media, they're talking specifically about financial and stock market. They're not talking about how do you run a business well. And I figured the time was ripe for a how to run a business podcast. So I wrote Grammar Girl a fan letter. And I said, oh, my gosh, your your podcast is amazing and you have this whole little network that you have part of and Legal Lad and Mighty Mommy. If you ever decide to add a business podcaster to your mix, I would love to be that business podcaster. Well, it just so happens that Grammar Girl, who, grammar or no, is a shrewd businesswoman, had just sold her little fledgling podcast network to Macmillan Publishing. And the day my letter arrived, they were having a meeting to decide who would their first additional podcaster be in addition to the original five. 
And my letter showed up. They listened to some of my audition audios and decided to let me go for it. But first, they asked, what topic do you want to do? And I, of course, being a good little business doobie, said, well, what topics does your market research tell you that people want? And they said, "Uh -uh -uh uh-uh-uh-uh. What we want to know is what would you be excited and passionate about doing? And I thought about it, and I had a lot of different ideas. And for reasons that uh, to this day, you know, don't make a lot of rational sense, um, I thought, you know, personal productivity sounds like a really fun topic because it's not really related to the kind of strategic and leadership stuff that I do day to day. So I can be really wild with it, and I can be creative, and I can do all kinds of fun stuff. So I said, personal productivity. And they said, that just happens to be the number one most requested topic we have. And thus, the Get It Done Guy was born. And it just started as this little podcast, uh, and I've been doing it weekly now for almost 11 years. And it is one of, I mean, for a while, it was a fixture in the top 10 business podcasts on iTunes. uh, And I believe it still makes it up there about once a week. It's a pretty awesome podcast. And, you know, I don't know if it qualifies as a full jump because I'm not making my living doing the Get It Done Guy, but it certainly is a major part of my life. What have you learned from all the different productivity tips and hacks that you've learned over the years? What sticks with you? And specifically, what do you think jumpers can take away and use to help accomplish their goals? Oh, boy. Probably the number one thing. So first of all, by the way, everyone should know productivity doesn't matter. It, it, if the more productive you get, all that means is that you're moving faster and you're getting more done. However, if you have the wrong goals or if you are doing something that you don't want to be doing, the more productive and efficient you are, the faster you will get to where you don't want to go. And that's really an important principle that almost no one talks about, is if you're not headed in the right direction, all that productivity do will make your life worse faster. What you want, and probably the key productivity tip, especially if you're doing something like like doing a big jump, is to keep your eye unwaveringly focused on what you genuinely want. And it's got to be genuine, because if you're doing a should, right, you're living out the thing that your parents said you should do, then again, you might get really, really productive at building a life that just isn't the life that you want. So my number one productivity tip, which is not a tip about efficiency, it's a tip about choosing your goals wisely. Uh, Number one tip is always keep in mind where you're going in the short term. Sorry, not in the short term. Always keep in mind where you want to go in the long term so that you can synchronize the short term with that long-term goal. That's great advice, of course. But it's also sort of a big macro concept What have you seen people do in very small ways to help them get closer to making their jump happen? All right. So I have this theory, and my theory is that human beings, with the exception of people who do some sort of manual task, that human beings don't really do anything except talk to people about stuff. That's what we do. We talk to people about stuff. All of the big tech companies of the world, all of them are making all their money on stuff that lets us talk to people about stuff. That seems to be the big thing that human beings are good at is talking to people about stuff. And you don't have a lot of control over which people will listen to you, which means the only thing you can change what from your current life is what stuff you talk about. Now, this came from a very specific incident in my past as I met Ted Turner, the founder of CNN and... Um, you know, Ted Turner, the billionaire. And we were standing in a hotel corridor having a conversation. And I had, um, I had a thought. And I thought, oh my gosh, every moment of my life has led up until right now. And here I am talking to Ted Turner. And then I had a second thought, which was every moment of Ted Turner's life led to him standing here talking to me. Ha 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 ha. 
And then I had a third, a third, uh, a third idea. And the third thought was, and we're going to leave here and he's going to be Ted Turner and I'm going to be Steve Robbins. And why is that the case? Why is it that he's going to go off, since we're starting from exactly the same place, which is right here, this place, in this hallway, why is he going to go off and have a substantially different life than mine? And the answer is because when he goes up to the chauffeur and says, bring my car around, they'll do it. Whereas when I go up to the chauffeur and say, bring my car around, they'll look at me like I was crazy. And that was when I suddenly realized, okay, the, the difference is that we can have the same conversation with people, but he has them with people who listen, and I have that conversation with people who don't. And if you want to make a jump, right now your life is in part being held in place by the people and the influences around you. And those people and those influences are keeping you thinking about the same things you normally think about, doing the same things you normally do. In fact, I was working with a woman once who had invented a new type of camping equipment. And she was a post office clerk. She had worked at the post office for 30 years. And every time she told any of her coworkers about her idea and that she wanted to patent it and wanted to try to build a business out of it, they just told her she was crazy. And so she didn't do it. This was having conversations with people and the people's reactions then determined what she did. If you want to make a jump, notice what conversations you're currently having and with whom and start changing the conversations because that's the first thing you can do. So let's say that you are currently working as an investment banker and what you really want to do is, I don't know, um, play saxophone. So you go to your investment banker friends and you say, hey, Bill, I want to play saxophone. Want to come to my basement today and we'll like break out the sax? And Bill looks at you and goes, what are you talking about? And you say, oh, uh, let's, uh, let's play saxophone. And Bill says, I don't play saxophone. I'm not interested in saxophone. I don't even know what a saxophone looks like. But I have a cousin who plays saxophone. Why don't I give you his number and you can go talk to my cousin? And so you get that number and you go talk to the cousin. And gradually, you end up with just having the conversation starts to steer your life in different ways. Because the people who don't want to have that conversation with you, either you stop talking to those people or those people will direct you to the people who you do want to have the conversation with. And by the way, this doesn't just work for things like you want to go practice saxophone. This can work for really big things. This can work for things like, wow, I'm concerned about saving the world from global warming. And you tell your first friend and they roll their eyes. And you tell your second friend and they roll your eyes. And you tell your third friend and your third friend says, oh, God, you need to go talk to my college professor who was, you know, wacko save the world person. And you go talk to that person. That person says, oh, you know what? I'm having dinner tomorrow night with the head of the Environmental League of Massachusetts. Let's have a conversation. And at that conversation, you talk about how, oh, they're putting together a dinner series that's going to feature local politicians and the mayor and people like that. And maybe a senator is going to drop by. And the next thing you know, you're getting involved with people who are working on the issues you want to work on, at potentially at a very high level. But it all starts with changing your conversation. So your career has gone through so many phases. How do you decide what you want to do next? Boy, you know, this is one of those questions that the proper response would be to give you some pithy, perfect answer that makes me sound like Superman. Uh, the reality is that I struggle with it because I don't always know what I want to do next. And I may know that I'm tired or I'm tired of doing one thing or I'm done with the one thing, but I don't always have another thing immediately calling to me. Right now, for example, I... I, and this is something I kind of stumbled into. I work for myself. 
And I noticed that there were certain things that I just didn't get done. And the more I tried to do them, the more they didn't get done. And they didn't get done, and they still didn't get done. And then I found a to-do list from 10 years ago. And the things that were not crossed off on that to-do list are the same things that are still on my to-do list and still not getting crossed off. And in that moment, I realized, oh my gosh, I, I can't just make these changes because apparently there's some that my brain is just refusing to register. So I was talking to a friend and I said, hey, I really kind of need a boss. I need someone who I can set weekly goals with and who will check in and just, just you know, an accountability partner uh, and someone to, to clarify and to remind me if I'm getting off track. And my friend said, oh my gosh, I need that too so much. And I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe we can be each other's boss. And then I was telling a third friend of mine about this and she was like, oh my God, I need a boss too. And this has evolved into getitdonegroups.com, which are, and, and this is a for-profit enterprise for me, where I am running groups where you get a bunch of people together who want accountability to finish the things that they otherwise haven't been finishing and to stay focused on the things that are important. And for the first time, it's an aspect of my business that is actually directly aligned with the Get It Done guy, which has never been the case before. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. And that, that purely, that didn't happen because I sat around thinking I want to produce a productivity product. That happened because it was something I needed, and I talked to a few people. They needed it too, and and it's fun because it turns out I end up with a whole community of people, and as you probably know from being self-employed, if you don't have the money or you don't have the need to have a staff around you, it can be really lonely. And this way, we have a community of people who are really helping each other manage ourselves, but we don't have any vested interest in like both vying for the CEO job. Or anything. So it's great. It's like all the best things about having a boss with none of the bad parts. It's definitely very important to find a community. I uh, I certainly know that from making when to jump, having that accountability and a network of people that can support you in what you're doing is just so important. But finding it isn't always easy. So I think both of us have sort of tried to address that need. Uh, I think finding a pain point and addressing it is definitely one way somebody can make a jump. Yeah, let me emphasize, by the way, I didn't go out and do market research. This was not something where I said, oh, let me go find a problem and solve it. This was something where I was having the problem. And when I started talking about it, because everything is conversation, when I started talking about it, the reactions that people were having told me, oh, this makes a difference. Can I tell you about my other project too? Sure. So the other thing that I was doing, the thing, the thing that I was procrastinating uh, and that I wasn't making enough progress on, which is what spurred me to the conversation about saying I needed regular goals and things... Um, I went to Burning Man for the first time a couple of years ago, and I created an art project for Burning Man where I give people quests. So if you encounter me on the playa, I will, I will say, would you like a quest to meet someone? And out of the several hundred people I've given these to, only one has ever said no. And I give you a quest. And what a quest is, it's a, it's a quest. It's a go find a person and, and stare into their eyes for three minutes kind of thing. And this whole thing is is created in, uh, uh, I actually have created like very beautiful cards and things to help you introduce yourself to people. And everyone, not everyone, but many of the people who have done this have said, these are these cards are gorgeous. This whole concept really works. It has consent built in. It's, it's a very carefully thought out and, and structured thing. And they're, they're like, where can I buy this? And being Burning Man, of course, there's no commercialism at the event. And I had done this purely as an art project and as my playa gift for people. And I have decided that I'd love to commercialize them. So I'm starting to create 
what I call connection quests. And connection quests are ways of helping people meet each other in real life. And I'm looking at what are all the problems that people have, what are the psychological hurdles, what are the physical hurdles, and coming up with really simple structures and simple ways to let people frame an interaction so that it's easy to meet someone you've never met before. And that, again, that did not come about because I said, oh, what is a problem? Hmm, it is a problem that people are having trouble meeting new in-person friends. No, I just created this cool thing for Burning Man because I needed an excuse to make in-person friends. And this has been turning into a whole product itself. So I have, I'm in the middle of two jumps. I don't know which one is, or maybe both, is going to be a long-term direction, or maybe neither. I mean, who knows? Um, But one of them is connection quests, which are helping people meet each other and form friendships and get to know each other. And the other one is get it done groups, which is helping people actually make progress on stuff they want to make progress on. And neither jump came about through a structured process. They both came about through like, wow, there's this cool thing, dot, dot, dot. Wow, that's a great story. Really interested to see how that turns out. Burning Man, for those who don't know, is a big arts festival in the middle of the desert in Nevada, and it prides itself on not being commercial. So for something to get spotted there and then developed outside of the festival is pretty special. Steve, thanks so much for joining the show. This was really insightful. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you got a lot of different things out of that episode. Stever is certainly a unique character and a, a really sharp guy and uh, a wonderful uh, friend to the Wendajump community, one who knows a lot about different hacks and the tips and tricks that you need to have in your back pocket when you make a jump. So thank you, Stever, again for joining. Check out Get It Done Guy and the podcast he's been running. Super successful, super fun. Uh, and check us out. If you've got a jump to make, we want to hear it. If you've got ideas or thoughts or questions, send them in whentojump.com. Follow us on social at whentojump across all different channels. That'll do it for this week. My name is Mike Lewis, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.